This is Claire Carpenter from Coworking Accelerator. I'm here with Tori from Mainyard Studios. Tori, uh, where are we? We are sitting in the Blue Meeting Room in our 90 Wallace Road co-working space. And where is that? It's in Hackney Wick, East London. East London? Yeah. And is this one of how many spaces that we've, you have? Uh, we've got seven. Seven yep. co-working spaces? Uh, seven workspaces. Seven workspaces? Yeah, not co-working spaces. Okay. So we do music studios, offices for creatives, um, and then we've got a couple of co-working spaces. Okay, and we're here today to talk about the challenges of scaling up oh, yeah. your business empire. Yeah. Take it over the world, or maybe just a small bit of London. Yeah, so, maybe the world. Maybe the world? Yeah, I want to change the system from the inside. We've got to be a big player to do that. Okay, so um, where were you at when you started, and when did you start? 2012, yeah. I learned about a place in Toronto called the Centre for Social Innovation. I know that place. And got obsessed with it. <laughs> yes. Were you stalking it? Yeah, I yeah. was. Yeah, I was like, how can I go there and learn from them? Yeah, yeah. Um, and at the same time, my partner and his other partner in an events company had just lost an event space in Shoreditch. Okay. So they were looking for a new event space. And we, living around the corner from our 90 main yard building, mm -hmm. um, cycling around saw this huge empty warehouse that used to be a die cutting factory that had been abandoned mm -hmm. um, for security reasons for the olympics and um it had a big sign for rent on it so we called up and it was pretty cheap yeah. uh, there was a lot of work to do we we're like okay you can have your event space and i'm gonna build a co-working space wow yeah uh, so, was that terrifying was it uh, exciting i regularly cried myself to sleep <laughs> Um, I remember like laying on the f in a fetal position on our yeah. first floor before we started building okay. the music studios. Yeah. We were like, if this doesn't work, I'm going to leave London. Yeah. Because I didn't really like London, London. anyway. Yeah. I'm a country girl. Okay. So, um, yeah, I was like, if this doesn't work, I'm, go I'm going to leave London. Yeah. Phoenix, we'll have to start again and it's going to be horrible. And my partner was like, there, there, it's okay. If it doesn't work, We'll just do something else. Yeah. It's okay. Something else will turn up. Yeah. Why did you want to do it? Why do you want to open a co-working business? Uh, it was this concept that the Social Centre for Social Innovation um, puts forward about the beauty and the benefit and the impact that people of different skill sets coming together yeah. with the same energy yeah. can achieve. Yeah. And how can we nurture that? Plus, I absolutely just love um, space design. Uh -huh. um, if I probably could have um, had a different start in life and knowing what I know now and co-working wasn't available, yeah. I probably would have done interiors or like how design, space design affects people's mm -hmm. behavior. Mm -hmm. um, I find it really interesting, the yeah. psychology behind it. No, it's, well, it's a whole science in its own way, yeah. isn't it? You know, public spaces, private spaces, that, that the third space in between, which mm -hmm. you know, co-working businesses are now often described as that third space yeah. between work and home yes you know, and certainly people are looking for something else yeah I feel like um, it's like you said with the third space it's people that don't have a separation of what they love to do mm. like there's work for some people and there's home life for some yeah. people and I find that the people that come into co-working spaces have got that together um, and they live their loves and they work in that industry as well nice nicely put so had you ever run a business before you did yeah. this thing so you? many failed attempts okay 
up and did it anyway. Yeah, good yeah. for you. Um, my my partner Remy is is a, is a really big driving force. He's yeah. he's fearless. Okay, um, and he's like, so what if it doesn't work? You know, we'll just try again. And was it not daunting going into business with your partner? Uh, yeah, especially because he's got very different approach to yeah life yeah. than I do. Um, I'm very much uh, more uh, sort of human focused, okay. and he's. Like, how can we build a great big business that turns a massive profit and scale? Okay. Which is a really good combination. Great combo. Yeah. And are you the only founding partners? Uh, for, for Main Yard Studios, we are. We've got another partner for our studio, 9294, mm-hmm. um, who's Bruno, who's uh, the restaurant partner as well. Yeah. And uh, the events partner and the record label partner for Remy as well. Yeah. So we've all known each other for a good 12 years. Okay. And you're still friends. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Bruno's pretty like me. He's pretty chilled, um, which is quite frustrating for Remy, I think, sometimes. He's very mm-hmm. results driven. Okay. Um, and we're like, it's cool. Everybody's having a nice time and we're going there yeah. on our bikes really slowly but there. it's fun and so uh, you took on this first space was it profitable before you expanded into other spaces uh yes was it yeah Ooh. um it was our music studios yeah. that bumped everything up and supported everything yeah. so east london is so uh full of creatives uh musicians especially and there was a massive shortage of music studios that, um, that we were aware of from being in the events industry and uh, record, starting record label, not me, my partners. Yeah. Um, and people were asking, like, do you know any music studios? And we were like, oh, okay, let's, let's build some. Okay. <laughs> and they, we, sold, like, we rented them before we'd even laid a piece of wood down. Wow, nice. Um, it gave us some much-needed funds to continue. Yeah. We also threw raves in this building oh, love to, it. to raise money. <laughs> When's the next one? Come in. People had come to look yeah. at the co-working desk and be yeah. like, I think I threw up by that pillar. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Maybe don't share that too much. <laughs> That's brilliant. And so what made you decide to scale? You know? um, the need mm. for it. So there's a gap in the market. Um, we really like doing it yeah. as well. Yeah. That's it, basically. Keeping occupied. Yeah. 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 Keeping yeah. yourself busy. <laughs> yeah. Other people get dogs and have a baby. Oh, I did that as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I had two babies. Wow. Where yeah. are they? They're at, they're at home with their child, child manager at the moment. Okie dokie. Yeah. Okay. You really are scaling. Yeah. So... <laughs> Did you say seven spaces since 2012? Yeah. And we're in 2000, we're just at the beginning of 2019 already. Yeah. Is this London style takeover? Um, or yeah. Or just opportunity? Opportunity, I think. So we, we've got a particular um, style of building that probably scares people off mm-hmm. because they're, they're kind of chip buckets when we get them. Technical term. Yeah. Chip bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Warehouse. Yeah. warehouse yeah I mean there's the like the new build warehouses yeah. and I think sometimes people would walk into a building that's got water running down the walls yeah. and no windows yeah. I'd be like I can't do anything with this whereas we're like alright let's just fix the roof yeah so are you practical do you do it yourself or do you just have a long trades yeah. list no this the, our first building the one we're in now we did ourselves wow over uh, about eight months wow um, we had a few people come in and out to help us yeah. um, so a couple of carpenters would you recommend doing it yourself to other people um, if you like to really find out what you're made of yeah like I learned a lot about myself 
you know, when you're doing 17, 18 hour days. Health warning alert. Yeah, and you're terrified of like not being able to pay your bills next yeah. month. That then, sounds great. It sounds like everyone yeah. starts upstream. Yeah, 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 it was. I, I do really enjoy making things with yeah. my hands. Yeah. Um, so it was very satisfying in that sense. Mm. You know, knocking down walls. Yeah. Not so much painting because it's quite a zen thing. And at that time, I was pretty hectic in my brain. Okay. I'm not zen now. Um, but now we've got a team of builders. We've got 12 builders. Okay, so you can call upon to do stuff. Well, they're always busy, so we're Excellent. refurbishing two buildings at the moment. Yeah. So they will be our sixth and seventh wow. opening in the next few weeks. Yeah. One in Bow, uh, second one in Wimbledon. Okay. We'll have two in Wimbledon. And who's project managing them? Uh, that's a good question. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of the issues of scaling up. Yeah. Um, so you need certain skill sets. What skill sets do you need? Project management. Project management. Um, mm-hmm. And as founders and managing directors mm. you've got stuff to do already like yeah. with the existing spaces yeah. so it's like where can we find the budget yeah. to get a project manager do we really need to do that yeah. or do we focus on the actual the spaces that exist you know like we need a marketing yeah. manager um we need an extra bookkeeper do we focus on that mm-hmm. um or do we put everything into the new building so how do you make that decision um, we focus on the existing what we've got yep. um, and muddle through okay. um, our head builder we just try to give him a lot of guidance yep. um, and, and so do when you're look, busy doing all your business development mm-hmm. stuff because that's obviously the shiny new toys obviously yeah. what interests you who's following behind and ensuring the operational uh, operational efficiencies are there and yeah. looking after your clients who's just, doing that uh, just hired an ops manager hey <laughs> so after seven years yeah. <laughs> actually we had one at the start of the year um, she came from a, a corporate workspace background um, and was really revved up by the challenge of um, I'm going to say startup even though we're in our sixth year yeah. because of the massive scaling that we've had over the last um, four years we may as well be in our first year yeah. operationally so she was really revved up um, and she lasted two weeks <laughs> and went back to the corporate workspace oh that was yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay. so that didn't work culture no. the culture wasn't right for her I think the and the scale was the challenge yeah, yeah. Um, some, some bottlenecks that were really obvious to yeah. somebody that's worked in the industry before yeah. so we've got um, Arnold now our ops manager who's um, he's amazing yeah. like all of the following behind um, making these big headline ideas that I come up with yeah. um, happen. He's the implementer. Yes. Okay. So our project management tools that we were very basically using, like Monday, um, yeah. uh, he's just gone through and been like, do you know that it can do this, this, and this, okay. and this? Okay. And he's just done it all. Marvellous. Yes, and okay. like updated all of the... Um, <clears throat> when we are coming to the end of a... One of our tenants are coming to the end of a licence. Yeah giving like putting 60 day countdowns okay. and then sending our community managers yeah. uh, calendar reminders saying yeah. go and see these members at this go time go talk to this yeah processes yeah systems <laughs> yeah like, which is yes. the, everything oh. that I've since day one have been like even on our build I was like what are we doing this week and my partner's just like just go and knock that wall down <laughs> like this is making me feel crazy um, yes. but it's I like systems and processes, but I'm not capable of sitting down and doing them okay. because. Um, but you need a team that can. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing about growing 
as an organisation, it, it, it takes time to know who you are and what you have and what you need around you. Yes. And each team is unique. <clears throat> and what that. you and your business deserve yeah. as well. And can afford. Well, yeah, that's, that's a big thing in, yeah. this, in this industry because people are coming... When you do recruitment for a, a building community manager, yeah. um, people are coming from already established buildings as facilities managers working okay. for one company. Yes. So they're coming Different with thing. a fixed idea. It's yeah. like, as a community manager, you've got to wear like 15 hats. Yeah. And it's awesome that you carry around a screwdriver and you know health and safety, but if you can't talk to our members yeah. and you're not interested in getting to know them, you can't do sales. You can't do your job yeah. and can't do sales. Can't do sales. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah no, no salary for you then. No. <laughs> Only. No, no. So your first attempt to scale from this into the next space, yeah. was that easier than your second or third attempt? What, you know, how's it gone? We, you know. So our second space um, is a maker space yeah. in Walthamstow. So it's uh, less... I mean, we're pretty raw anyway our st- like space styles but there it's even more raw because there's got like, like woodworkers and yeah. florists any heating uh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> they've got they can they've got plug in heaters but there's no yeah. central heating over there yeah um but the price reflects that yeah and that's like i recently went there to have like a catch up with all of the the community over there yeah and saying what can we do to make some improvements here what are, you, what are the real pain points and yeah. one of them was like bins um like an outside communal space and they were like but don't do anything if it's going to push the price up yeah because that's their biggest pain yeah is price. like being so close to central london yeah. and having enough space to do their work yeah is really important to them yeah however i do feel that we've got obligations to yeah. make some things right or better especially when we've got a really long lease on the building. Yeah. So over there we've got 10 years. Okay. So it's worth making those investments yeah. and ten. building a nice, strong community. Well, 10 years doesn't feel long to me, but maybe oh, in the London context. Well, compared to what usually is offered, which yeah. is, you know, two years, four years you with break clause. How can you make a business work yeah, in two to four years? You, know, you put yeah. 50, 80, 100 grand in to start. Exactly. Uh, our Wimbledon building cost us £250,000. Wow. And didn't make any money because the bill went so wrong Uh, you know and if we you can't do that when you've got two years on so how did you capitalize that that 250,000 we debted ourselves oh yeah personal loans okay no wonder you were in a fetal position on the floor yeah oh yeah oh this was later actually yeah this was our um third space okay so it took so long but it was such a good lesson for us what was the lesson um, make sure that our building team knows what they're doing yeah. um, and somebody needs to be at that stage um, when you're just working with a new building team yeah. somebody needs to be like there all the time Watching to make them, sure yeah. helping them guiding them yeah rather yeah. than like um, okay I'm going to go in a week yeah. and you've done everything wrong so you have to take it down again yeah, yeah no that would be a disaster yeah so okay. yeah I remember having to take a personal loan to pay their wages ouch that would hurt <laughs> But that, again, that's, you know, if there's a failure, it's in your management of that team. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. One of our core values is extreme ownership. Okay. How did, what contribution did I make to get to this situation? Yeah. Good or bad? Yes. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm interested in um, culture shift mm. as, as you grow. <coughs> do, um, maybe all of your spaces are quite individual, but do your clients move from one facility to another at all? Uh, not at the moment. No. Um, They're sort of so different audiences. It's more about local, what's yes. local to them. Yeah. So in Hackneywick now, there's actually a few different workspaces. <coughs> we had Here East open across the canal, which is shiny, um, you know, brand new. It's like a Google office. Mm, okay. Um, I actually like it. I think it's it's got its own charms. Yeah. Um, but people either like that or they like this. Mm. Um, so the culture that we build is um, and try to maintain, which is one of the challenges of scaling, um, is to put out, you know, lead by example, be the people that we want to see here, which is treating each other as humans, mm -hmm. um, being responsible for the positive experience and interactions that you have with others, mm -hmm. um, cho choosing, this is going to sound really hippie, but choosing happy and positivity and problem solving mm -hmm. over complaining mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, fear-driven actions. Yeah. My philosophy is there's always another way and nothing is ever as bad or as good as it seems. So just just get on with your work and make friends yeah. and let's all have a nice experience together. Nice. Did scaling turn out to be a good idea and why? Uh, yeah, I think if you're growing anything that you believe in and adds a value to people's lives, then yeah, it's your, it's your duty to scale, I think. And if you were doing things differently, what would you do differently? Um, I would have worked on maintaining culture as we grew. So we're in a little bit of a different situation. So my partner and I had our first child three and a half years ago and I stepped away from the business and he grew it enormously in that time. So it grew a lot, but it became very unhealthy. Okay. So, you know, the, we didn't have the foundations for running spaces and setting up new ones like the SOPs. Um, we didn't have a strong brand culture. The vision went away with me and the mission came away with me. So there was nobody to share that with our team that were coming in. Um, so there was a big turnover. Um, I feel like we need to invest in the people that come and work with us. Yeah. Um, and I'm willing to bend over backwards for my team if they meet me the same way. And that needs to be very strong and implemented from the first person you hire. Um, and we're looking to get to a point where we can actually put the right people in the right seats. Mm -hmm. But right now it's not possible with the resources. So we have to get the, the right people in all the seats and just muddle through and be really patient and be willing to invest and develop people and ourselves. And the development of your staff team mm. becomes, in my opinion, very very critical. We, we pay attention to the building and setting things up. It's like buying your home and furnishing it. Yeah. And then actually you need to pay attention to the relationships that go on in that home. Yeah. And, you know, who's, who's at your party? Who's in your house? Who comes and stays? Yeah. How do they relate to each other? Who's, Whether that's your customers or your, your team team. Yeah. Who's bringing dip and yeah. talking to everybody yeah. and who's trashing the place and getting drunk. That's, and who's cleaning up afterwards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What time do you have to go home? How people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in terms of coming back again to scaling, um, if you were to scale again, mm. what would you do differently? 
I what would. do you know you would do differently? Not yeah. do, what, what do you aspire to do differently? What, what would you definitely uh, do differently? That's a really good question. Um, having um, really clear uh, timeline objectives in place. We don't have a finished date for the two buildings that are under refurbishment. So picking a date and being like, well, we have to get things done by this point. Mm-hmm. How are we going to get there? Rather than like every day we're on the WhatsApp group with our head builder being like, okay, he's like, this needs to be done. What do you want to do? We're like, well, actually we need to get the ground floor finished so that we can start renting it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, clear uh, date goals for completing certain areas. Mm-hmm. Um, hiring somebody before the end of that completion date so yeah. they can start to get a feel for the build. They can have an input in the build, the design. Oh, you mean hiring a community manager? Yeah, yeah so we've got a community yeah. manager over there already. So that they're is... invested in the outcome yes. of the build? Yeah. And what and it's they... going to do for the community? Yeah. yeah, and they build that community as well. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah. So hiring the right community manager is ultimately going to lead to an awesome community in that building. Right, let's, let's try and check. What makes a, a fantastic community building man, a community builder? Uh, community manager. Yeah, community manager. They are community <laughs> yeah. builder too. Yeah. Community builders. Yeah, yeah they are. Um, somebody that's uh, interested in other people, mm-hmm. like a natural curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, they enjoy to see others thrive and having an a hand in that. If it's just creating a spark for that to happen, mm-hmm. so they need to be able to. Um, say good morning to people very naturally, even if they're having a rubbish day, um, and put them put the community above everything else except for safety. Okay, okay. Yeah, and also the, the running of the business as well. So they need to understand, they need to be able to explain to people that um, we're doing everything to help them. So, okay, you keep paying your rent late, yeah. that doesn't help us help you no we, you know we're building the spaces and maintaining them and trying to make them better every time so that you could do your b- better in your business yeah and so it's kind of it's firm but fair yeah friendly and firm and fair yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's a tricky balance it's no good to keep over servicing the same customer particularly if they're not paying for it well we just <laughs> invite them to leave in that case yeah yeah straightforwardly yeah who gets to do that lovely job um, the community managers do that too yeah it's important I think yeah. you know, if they're going to be a leader of a, a community they have to do the good with the bad okay mm-hmm. and in, in order to uh, wrap up have you got anything that you would like to say to ourselves because we're trying to scale ourselves okay. um, or to anybody other any other co-working leaders out there who are trying to scale their business yeah don't lose sight of the bigger picture so it's important to be able to if, if you can't stay above the trees and look at the course that your team is taking you need to be able to create opportunities for yourself to poke your head up see where you're going and course correct along the way before it's too late and you have to like dismantle everything okay Doria, thank you so much for your time this morning yeah thank you okay cheers now bye